Hi, it's producer Jane here. And just before we get to the podcast, in case you don't stick around to the 42-minute mark of today's show, when Hutchie and Damo finally remember to promote our live podcast event next week. Well, here's the details. You can jump onto iCanWin.com.au and score yourself some tickets for our live podcast event next Wednesday night, the 21st of September, from 4 o'clock until 6 o'clock at the George Hotel, 139 Cecil Street in South Melbourne. Head to iCanWin.com.au win.com.au or follow the links in the show notes and we'll see you next Wednesday at the George Hotel. This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Nice to have your company on the sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Episode 32 we've hit of Series 7 of this uh, podcast for Drinkwise. Craig Hutchison, Damien Barrett with you in the South Bank Studios. A lot to wade through today, Hutchie. It'll be a bit Queen-dominated. It'll be a bit football finals-dominated and... Uh, Whatever else tickles your fancy. Nice of you to turn up on time this week. We're back on the the normal habitat Monday afternoon. Well, I wasn't going under a GA, Hutchie, and requiring to be out of action there for about half a day. So uh, sorry to so uh, sorry to have a medical issue get in the way of, uh, of everything. So we've recorded Thursday night, and now we're recording Monday. So it's only been a three-day window since I last saw you. So not a whole lot to add to the conversation, though, to be <laughs> honest. But uh, except for that, let's start with the Queen. Very sad, obviously, news and uh, unprecedented media coverage over the weekend that will continue until the funeral next Monday. So we're going to have 10 days of media. We couldn't keep going for another 10 days, could we? I think it's it's very uh, compelling content. Like, No, I, it's not. I haven't seen the ratings. Come on. I, look, you don't have to watch it, so I'm not complaining what's on, but I've had enough. And and that's not being disrespectful to the story and the person and yeah. and, and and what it is. I mean, I, I love, I actually like the royal family. I love the storyline attached to it. But I don't think we need the water war coverage anymore. But that but that's I, a choice. I can't see it slowing down. I, I think my sense is that particularly an older demographic of viewer would have loved, you know, have lived a lot of their lives with the Queen. Would yep. love the content. I think it's made for commercial television in Australia. The reflection and the memories the narrative around King Charles and where that goes and how he goes, the Harry Megan piece, which was choreographed. So <laughs> I think the coverage overall has been um, outstanding. I, I think this has got it even deeper. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a rerun of Charles and Diana's wedding at some stage. I think it could go that far. Oh, That's how much retrospective interest not. There What, is. between now and, and, and the funeral yeah, itself? There's, un- there's unprecedented retrospective interest in this story and – the narrative. The narrative has moved from the Queen to the King very quickly. Did you find that on the weekend? Mm. Sixty minutes is always my guide on things. I watched the bulk of it last night. A couple of observations. Yep. First of all, the King. I think they they pitched their whole story around the King, and then they had the Queen uh, retrospective. They replayed her ninetieth birthday afterwards, which was a terrific move, narrated by the then Prince Charles. A lot of the content I sense, and I might be wrong. I'm not specifically suggesting this at sixty minutes, but more broadly over the weekend. I think a lot of the interviews were done uh, in advance and and before the Queen passed. Waiting for this moment. To have it in the can. There was clearly some really good fresh content in 60 Minutes and Others last night, don't get me wrong, and fresh interviews. But I don't think that they did 15, 20 interviews in two days. I think there was a lot of... We wouldn't get access to the, the yeah. that type of person in this period of time after the passing and, of Friday. And I, I did cross my mind whether Malcolm Turnbull was a fresh interview or whether he had done that 
uh, months ago in what did he offer the equation Hutchie? well he he wanted to put his view on whether this the passing of the queen does pass as a Fresh opportunity for oh, the head of state going on, is he? he had a chance at this in 1999 yep. and, and, and stuffed it up, I, I would have thought. And I don't know whether he did that over the weekend because um, he was very respectful how he spoke and he made his point without being disrespectful to the, the, the monarchy. But I don't know whether – I think that interview was fresh, but I don't know. I was w- looking for some signs. But I do know, having worked in newspapers as you have, that it is very common when someone of uh, significance – faces the end of their life yeah. and it's known yep. that you do, in order to do the best job you can of reflecting on their legacy. You prepare the obituary style of reporting. And, and, that, and that might be hard for some people to get their heads around, but but the media organisations, and, and particularly now as media evolves, it, it needs to be, to use the phrase, in the can, doesn't it? It needs to be ready to go. It's just a matter of inserting... The, the actual moment, the, the when and the how, and, and the date, isn't it, really? A lot of those pieces are yeah, of I saw, that nature. I saw a lot of packages, for instance, on the weekend that didn't look like they were cut that day or the next day. There was a lot of content that I feel might have been – really, it could have been any time in the last five years, if you think about it. like when oh, Maybe 15. Yeah, when yeah. the Queen got into her 90s. Some of it would date, and you need to yeah. factor that in too. And then, yeah. I but, mean, I don't know, when you were at the Herald Sun, were you ever asked to prepare obituaries yeah. on people before they'd passed? Yeah, at least have the um, – not, not obviously not the main pieces, because that the, your leading sports writers um, you know, would, would be doing that, and, yep. and the, the experts in that field would be doing that. But, yeah, to have other adjunct type of material ready, yeah. And, and again, the first time you did it as a you know, 18, awkward, 19, 20, yeah, it was really awkward. Well, interviewing, yeah. interviewing people about someone who's still alive in the past tense is a very weird yeah. thing to do. Yeah, it wasn't so much that aspect of it. It was more just getting the material and the archival um, information and the archival type of material all ready to yep. go, yeah. I'm, and, I'm no doubt that we've seen interviews over the last three days that were recorded for while, the purpose while the Queen was, was yeah. alive. And I think that's, by the way, I think that's the right thing to have done because you've got to pay the moment Whenever it happens, mm. the right uh, respect and the right tone of coverage. You can't be caught off guard if it happens, you know, as it did unexpectedly at a time in the middle of the night. Yep. You've got to have enough. Yeah. In, in the 10 day period of mourning is enhanced by the media's coverage. And I think the media coverage around the world has been first class on it. And, do, and do we really need, respectful. As a, as a nation, Hutchin, I'm just asking this question because I, I'm not sure we do. Do we need a day of mourning to, to be. Acknowledged around a public holiday, which I see we've announced um, September 22, which is, I think, Thursday of next week, I think yep. it is. Is that right? Um, I, I don't think we do. So pro- professionally and personally, you want the, which answer do you want, the professional answer or the personal answer? All of it. The professional answer is I think it's great everyone gets a day off and it's good Why? timing. Why is it great? Personally? Well, I, th- I think it's utterly ridiculous. You and I have never had a public holiday in our, in our, in our working lives. Well, so. Can you explain just... The, and again, the, remove that too. I, I just don't know whether the me ask our business, our people. Yeah, just let's talk about the logic of it. Can you make any logical reason why we're going to spend ten days mourning anyway in our own time? No, and then we need a dedicated day. Day, yeah, which happens. Do so you think people are sitting home reflecting on that day? And no, watching all, like the, the morning's done, been and gone. It's, it, it's utterly ridiculous. I and, don't run any businesses, Archie, but it's a cost to business. Well, I think in, in to either stay open on that day or to shut down, one of the two, it's a cost. Well, I mean, I, I feel for some of those businesses that are affected predominantly by you know, double time and triple time. Yeah, and all those, like publicans, for instance. And I, I feel just for, come away from Billy Brownless, who's raised that yeah, issue. Yeah. I feel for Melbourne small businesses because we've just got the city back on its feet. It's got momentum mm. into the finals, and we've got a day off the next day. In Perth, why are we getting a day off again? Why are we having a public holiday for the grand final? We're having back to back public holidays: the Thursday and the Friday. 
So, so Makes sense of that for me if you can. Oh, we still got to have the Queen's birthday, which wasn't the Queen's birthday anyway. We'll get, it, it wasn't the Queen's birthday to begin with. How's WA? On the Thursday, we're having a day of mourning. And, and on the Monday after, we're celebrating the birthday. Like, you couldn't actually invent that, could you? Like, we're having a... On WA? WA having their Queen's birthday holiday, which is traditional, the Monday after the grand final. <laughs> well, they have a different Queen's birthday yeah. holiday so, than we do in Victoria. So we've got... We've got we're 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 mourning the passing on the Thursday, and then we're oh. we're happy birthday on the Monday, and, and and neither day are we going to work. So I, yeah, nothing to do with us. But I, I feel, think you relinquish the birthday one, don't you? Well, can can someone explain to me at all how this this just passes the buck onto small, much smaller businesses than us who've got to deal with these things at a time when they might, like I feel for the the Mel, Melbourne businesses who've got one chance really to yeah. start to rebuild themselves, and they're going to deal with a Thursday and Friday public holiday. Oh. I'm sure well, some of our listeners will be thinking it's a great idea, but I'm sorry. I think it's a really bad idea. And I think one of the – I mean, the Queen was such a loved figure. Yes. United everyone. Even if you're a Republican, you're mourning the passing of the Queen. Like she, Except trans- if you're Malcolm tra- Turnbull by the sound well, of it. No, I think he was, bobbed he, up in the 20s. He, he was talking fairly about what a magnificent lady she was and her contribution. So, Did he give News Limited a whack along the way? You couldn't, is- you couldn't doubt that – the love of her transcended your politics or your opinions on structure or on heads of state. However, I think we'll all do that over the next 10 days anyway. I think and then we've got a full day to do it again. And then on the Thursday. <laughs> Apparently. If there's anyone still mourning, mourning I'd be really surprised. Oh, there will be. I don't want to make light of that. There will be people mourning, but I don't know whether we, we as a society, need a day off to mourn yeah, further. I mean, any, anyone who's still mourning other, other than how they otherwise would be. Yes, and a but day we're off. seeing like we're watching, staying up and watching television at night, and we're consuming content. And no, I've it's been so beautiful. I don't know, I've I've had enough. again as, really- as a consumer. You, I mean, people complaining about it, but you know what? Don't watch it. That's you know, it's like when people complain about the uh, yeah. hot cross buns being in the stores the day after Christmas. Yeah. Don't buy them. Don't, don't don't you don't have to complain yeah. about it. Just don't buy them. The Crown series on Netflix will go berserk, and there'll be retrospective. You watch the different angles that people make on the content. There'll be different you know reruns. Well, of movies there's a and- whole lot of content, isn't yeah. there now? And, and, and just on it, is, is the warming of Charles the biggest warming project internationally we've seen since the warming of your good self? Well, there was there was some good choreography of the – the pictures have been well rehearsed, haven't they, for a couple of days? And they had to be, so I get that. But, yeah, it's, and then, then we're going to see, like, everyone's flown their guns in, haven't they? Like, it's all yes, of a it's, yeah, yeah. What are, they, what are the new royal angles coming Some acted pretty today? quickly. I reckon yeah. some might have even acted on the, the Thursday night sort of yep. feeling that something was really yep. close. Note yeah. to politicians, by the way, if media can get their act together and pre-prepare for a sad moment like that, you need to pre-write your speeches. Uh, Boris Johnson had done his. He thought he was going to be the Prime Minister when he delivered it. That's why he'd spent months on it. And his speech was magnificent because it had had edit 176, version 27, and been <laughs> workshopped by everyone other than Matt Guy's PR team. <laughs> oh, well, I saw Matt Guy on the uh, TV ads last night, by the way. We'll come back to that. <laughs> and then, But then, unfortunately, the new Prime Minister of, of England did, didn't have the same run ray or the same time. Peter Dutton looked like he was caught standing start. Did he? Yeah, it didn't look like he had his house in order. Elbow took a bit more time. I don't think he was perfectly prepared. Right. But he got it pretty right. So I thought the uh, old mate Peter Dutton probably didn't quite have his uh, his best game. There was the usual self-insertion too, wasn't there, with the the passing? Oh, there was a lot of that everywhere. People sharing photos of themselves and yep. back in the time when the Queen A lot of cricketers. Yeah. A lot of cricketers. A lot of people <laughs> shaking their hands at the first, before the first ball. And the- You're almost in the uh, – 
minority if you didn't have yeah. a photo with a yeah. clue. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there you go. Yeah, it was quite a quite a media story, demo. It will be, uh, Hutchie. Just on before we move off the royal family, don't you love the the term you know, royal insider or, or you know someone close to the royal family? It's an industry within itself, isn't it? And we've I've never been able to get to the bottom of, of what. Role, role insiders, yep. where they get the information from, and more pertinently, if it even resembles 10% of the well, truth. Well, you, you can make a great living out of being a royal watcher. Wobble royal watcher. <laughs> royal insider, royal watcher, same thing. Yeah. They, um, they sell tips to the newspapers for good freight too. Yes, yeah. they do. There's a good second market on the royal content. And and one of the angles that has come out, I mean, that Prince Charles ordered um, William and Harry to, to get together. Now- how would anyone really know if he ordered them? Or, or, or the two guys just thought, that's nah, probably a good time to maybe yeah, match up a few I, things. I, I mean, mean, Harry and Meghan are going to sell some magazines. I thought Meghan's performance was, was really good. Like, well, she, performance yeah. being the operative word. Oh, I, should, performance. You know, I shouldn't have said that. No, well, you actually um, quite yeah, happy in saying it. Speaking of tip-offs. Yeah, so I want to get to this because uh, you're big on this. Angelina Jolly. Yep. Now, magazine magnate Jan Wenner who is a co-owner of US Weekly, has made a claim in his new memoir, as reported by Page Six. An excerpt from the book, like a Rolling Stone, said, talked about the debut of Brangelina. Which was massive at the time. It was. And um, the world's hottest couple official in this particular period in time. And Jan said, we got the photo, we got the proof, we had the worldwide scoop, the debut of Brangelina. The tipster was Angelina. (laughs) And it goes into detail yeah. how she said that we're going to be down on this beach or this part of the world at this particular point well, in time, and you would, might want to get a cameraman yeah, down well, there. That could be secretly camera person. So yeah. just uh, fed my previous revelations to you, Damo, that it, you were a bit surprised at. That it did. The, often the source of celebrity well, you, news. You had a conversation, and you chose not to name names, but you had conversations with a snapper, a, a papa, didn't you? A paparazzi person yep. who told you that, at that point in time, and this was from memory about nine months ago maybe, there was a, a profiled person in Melbourne going out with a equally profiled person yep. and it was a revelation at the time it's, and they just happened to be walking along the street and, and maybe one of the two people, not maybe, yep. one of the two people had told the photographer to be there it's and true. it was a surprise to the other person who wasn't aware the Snapper was going to be there. I, I was a bit late to the part in this until I realised myself during that Tiger Woods scenario that that was how it worked and how everyone <laughs> like where they were going to be and then they feigned outrage when they were photographed but is they it, were secretly What uh, was this sure. girl's name? Jamie Jungers. Is I, it, I, I won't go back over what oh, we've we need to have done in the, in the past to that. podcast other than to say <laughs> oh, I think a lot of the time the people, the celebrities who are aghast at being photographed have actually been the leaker in the first place and I think part of the deal sometimes is they say you'll get the shots We'll share the revenue, but you have to live with me being angry and giving you a clip in public. And the photographer would take the that. The photographer takes deal it. most times, wouldn't they? Photographers have, uh, you think, photographers are the most commercial people I know. Really? <laughs> You're probably jealous of their, Commer- their, their waste. Highly commercial. Hey, I, um, you, know, you kept your, well, by the way, oh, sorry, I know I'm taking over. That's right. Before you go into no, your, your I've said many times this year, you're in really good sounding board form and, and this is what happens. You just run. Nervous night tonight. We're on the eve of the AFMAs. Of course, <laughs> football's pie night of nights. Uh, tomorrow night. Uh, Are you coming? I am. Yeah, I told you. We bought, tried to buy seven tables and we only let it buy two. You tried to buy seven tables so you could on-sell them and, and make a profit out of it somehow. Well, let me tell you, they're, they're un-on-sellable. 
<laughs> it's such a disinteresting night. <laughs> it, it, it's such a lame event that <laughs> you couldn't actually give them away. You'd have to pay people to attend. So I can rule that out. But I'm going to go along and do the right thing because I think a couple of our team, in particular Sam Edmund, have got a terrific chance of winning an award. Is this your Waitley. first time back since the infamous night too, where you took half the room down? And No, and- I've been back once for probably half an hour, and I'm, I'm only going to come back for half an hour. I came back briefly the night you and Robbo had a fake break. break were you there that night? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the next day I thought, oh, that was nice, and you were back at war again. Anyway, so I'll be there tomorrow night to, to watch the shenanigans. I hope Best Doorstop is an award tomorrow night. I'd be really just keen to see who wins it. New category. I, I believe Jane's coming, which is nice. So it's Jane's debut Jane's at the AFMH. Jane, prepare to be underwhelmed. There's not a night you really want to be coming to. Um, but I want to ask you, so you got your – and I can't wait to hear your speech. What I'm going to do tomorrow oh, night, I'm going to critique your speech. I'm going to take notes. I want to – my disingenuous – I'm going to be up for about 42 seconds, Archie. Oh, oh, up and down. Have you practiced? No, <laughs> no. Who's hosting? What can I say? Um, I don't know. Should I say? I yep. don't know. Who's hosting? No, I don't know. We might just keep it Brian a secret. Brian Taylor again? We yep. might just keep it a secret yep. till tomorrow night. I you do a bit of roaming Brian in the room, will you? Don't know. No, I'm yep. not confirming Brian as the um, as the host. Yep. He has done it in the past. Have you got any other presenters on the night? Um, there will be another key host, yes. Yep. yes. So the pie night will be fascinating and, of course, There'll be a raffle at the end of the night to raise money for God knows what. So Me, Meat tray? The meat tray. <laughs> um, but I, so I ask you, you stay, you, what? you stay very close to the content of media because of your role as president of the AFMA. <laughs> Question <laughs> for you. Why is, the, why is the bounce and first crack not on in the final series? So the bounce being the, the famous show yep. that Jason Dunstall hosts. Well, I shouldn't say final. It wasn't on last night, and I don't believe it's on – Next week in the guides, I saw either. Well, so- well, we have a bit of fun with this on the the Friday huddle on Triple M, Hutchie, because we've got a, a host of the bounce in Jason Dunstall, yep. and as well as a host of Best on Ground, yep. Howie, who 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 seems to have been the recipient of a lot of Fox footy love. There's been that show a little, uh, yeah, a little rivalry. shift in the, yeah, and we have a lot of fun with I'll it. Tell you what and I watch, I watch when I can both shows, and I get. Enjoyment out of both, and I like how they're both going. But I didn't know Bounce wasn't on. I tell you what, there has been a shift in. Marketing budget and promotional support and production values. Well, that's that's obvious to even yep. just a general consumer. You don't need to be in the media to know where the money goes. So, why is the bounce not on? Is, is this my imagination, or is it all, is this the first time it hasn't been on? Because I, at our place, unashamedly, and Nicholas, my stepson, is yep. tw- he loves it, and so I watch. Kids it love it. Kids love it. Yep. Which I don't think was the initial it's, target audience, but kids love it's bounce. A, it should be on, it's a gap. Mm. Where is the bounce? Given it's... I'm not, I just I think they've had a great year. And there was a best on ground? Oh, Actually, the, there was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there was. Sorry, I, I know there was, yeah. They, they were doing some of the bounce sort of stick clips and stuff. And, oh, no, yeah. they're, not, they're not stealing the concept. No, a bit of the, you know, the funny clips in the... Like the Amy Klanger segments sort of morphed into a bit of, you know, turn it up. And, you know, like it's... I thought there was a... It was unusual not to see the bounce. So I'm, I'm lobbying for the missing episodes demo. I'm a fan. <laughs> well, and because you just jumped into that topic, Katsu, but do you know why? Because you work with both of them? No, I don't know why. But as I said, it's, any it's, theories? Uh, well, yeah. This is my non-Fox Footy allegiance theory. All resources just gone into best on ground. Howie, Bucks. If they're worried about Rui, the, if they're worried about the leading Jonathan of, Brown of the footy not being there on the Sundays, they shouldn't be because people, people turn around and watch it. Because they love the show. Mm. Sunday night's a pretty thin night on the TV too, by the way. So anyway, that's my two bobs worth, don't All right. Well, how about this to, to, to uh, segue out of that, given you've just pitchforked that one in. Um, I've got some correspondence from uh, my good mate, Mark Howe, your former good mate, because you last week 
denied sacking Mark Howard from the Croc Media initial days of national broadcasting. And I just want to read to you. Yep. And Howie, Howie is a loyal listener to this show, one of the very early days listeners. Listening to the sounding board on the drive home, as I always do on a Friday night to keep me entertained, there is no doubt at all, zero doubt, zero doubt, he said that three times, that Hutchie moved me on. He sacked me, wait for it, in the bar at the Pullman Hotel at Sydney Olympic Park. I just said, thank you, Howard. Can I raise that on air? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and then he followed up with, it was something along the lines of this. It is out of my hands, mate. The clients made the decision on my behalf <laughs> and I can't go against their wishes. <laughs> and then he died. And then Howie, in true Howie fashion, it does make me laugh thinking about it now. You sacked him, Hutchie. I, I, hand on heart, don't recall that to be the case. I can hear, I can hear this. Hey, uh, Howie, I know we go way back. We've, uh, we've, uh, you know, had a lot of, no, lot of he... time together. And but listen, mate, it's it's not not me. I've got. I'm trying to start this business. Um, I've got a few clients. I lost a couple last week. The ones I've got left. I'm sorry, mate, but they've said to me, I do "You've re- got to go." I do remember that. I can hear that, Hutchie. I've... I do remember that I was the number one ticket holder of the cheer squad of Howie. And I don't think, and our, I think I am now. I don't think our regional stations were super hot on him at the time. To be fair, <laughs> I don't think his Hutchie, brand of had, stick travelled well in Wangaratta probably... and Horsham. <laughs> <laughs> Hutchie, but think about this: you had on your book someone you're probably playing fifty bucks an hour. He's the biggest media star we've he got. Now. Grown, he would have grown into a fifty dollar an hour operator at some stage. Oh, I'm joking. No, I think from memory, hotel it, was a, it wasn't. He wasn't working for us. He might have had a short-term <laughs> filling or a summer stint or something where we'd used one or two and the regionals were like... You realise how big he is now? He is massive yeah. internationally. And, and he's actually doing... Demo. He's doing the ICC world feed for the T20 World Cup. Yeah. I mean, there's only cricketers who've played 60 tests doing it, and him. I know. He's, he's very popular around the world. You had him on your of, books. And you sacked him. Damo, I go back to him to the sports... Uh, what was that show on Channel Sports World? He used to produce my segment on Sports World back then. We go back twenty years, Damo. Go back a very, we go back far, far further than you do. And I've been a fan, yeah, I know you do. Yeah. fan for a very, very long time. Until the clients told you to move him on. No, it wasn't the clients. It was the, Oh, it wasn't the clients. I That's what you told him. It was the, no, it was the region I think it was the regional stations that were like. <laughs> do we really need to be introducing a new new voice at this time of year? Um I raised last week. They said he never amounted to anything. <laughs> they were wrong. <laughs> Oh, I said I disagree. <laughs> we, we we have spent now on, on Triple M Friday nights uh, two years of trying to bring him down, and he just gets bigger every single week. He's, he's massive. You've become the new turtle to Howie now. You've, uh, mate, you've moved carry bags. He is so huge, it's not funny. you move moved carry bags from we, he's JB to... Impenetrable in terms of trying to prick that ego. To Howie, yeah. <laughs> and he's he's deserving of everything that's coming his way. because this he's, little shift... The shift is on. No, JB's still the one. That's you. Hey, Jordan Nagoi. Yes. <laughs> what? Oh, no, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to bar up this. You take us through what you're about to talk about. I'll just listen, all right? How much different commentary can we get on him? Because on... I did this about four weeks ago and it didn't go down well. Yeah. Now we're going to pay him more money again. Like, yeah, Reset it because people might be listening for the first time. What, what, who are you referring to really? The Herald Sun have reported. No, 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 who? The Herald Sun. No. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Do it. Oh, I'll do it. Robbo, <laughs> who I saw on the weekend, sat him at the 40, actually. It was good. He, You sat next to Robbo. He, he's opinion. Hang, hang on. Sat at the same table. You buried yeah. the lead there. He's, How'd that go? He's opinion. How did that go, by the way? 
Did you speak to him? Yeah, yeah, good. Yep. He, he, no, 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 how did it go? I don't know. I have no problem. Yes, you do. His opinion is... is I a, think your problems are even greater than mine. I don't have a problem. His, his view has changed or evolved again. But now we're going to... So he has had that kind of final series. It is it is symbolic of the issue, right, with, with Jordan. You're damned if you do and damned if you don't if you're Collingwood. If you pay up, pony up, and you you pay what he's probably worth as a footballer... He's worth a million bucks now. Yeah. A year. As a starting he point. probably is. But then are you signing up to your own... Like full, yeah, me, and then go and watch him do what he's done the last once, two weeks. On you, fool me twice, you can't get fooled again, George Bush style. <laughs> what do you do, Damo? It's a great conundrum. You pay him. You I'm pay sorry, him. you pay him. You pay him and he stays. You pay him and he stays. You've got, you've got someone who is still only 26 years of age, yeah. who has now put together a fortnight of extraordinary yep. finals performances. So imagine he was playing poorly in the finals. How much we would have turned on him as an industry. So like that's it is wrong. It is the ultimate panacea. Performance. What's the latest? Shane Warne, uh, proved that, the late Shane Warne, he would come back from all sorts of problems along his way and he'd take six for it and we'd be like, ah, oh, it's, you know, and, and in the end we were like almost expecting him to misbehave. Like it was, it's, behaviour is so easily forgiven on the back of performance. Different characters though. I mean, Shane Warne was such a public figure and, and you know, if you're in his camp, you're in his camp, and, and he, the way he carried himself was yep. lovable to some of him. Jordan Ngo, he's I wouldn't say he's lovable. He's lovable to Collingwood supporters, absolutely, but he doesn't have a uh, a public persona that yep. allows him to get away with the things, stuff things, that he's done. Things can change, but he's been able to swing the pendulum of power in this negotiation, hasn't he? Well, everything revolves around what you do on on the sporting field. and It's embarrassing for Collingwood to have to go back and say, look, having thought about it a bit further. Well, they could have got him for... They could have got him for eight hundred, and or maybe you've said. I reckon he's on eight hundred now. So they could have got him for the same deal. I reckon about three months ago. Yep, it's going to be a lot more now. Yeah, it's going to be nine hundred plus. As you touched on this last week, and you shot it down because you do, but I want to raise it again. Uh, I raised how David Warner was given a special deal from Cricket Australia yep. to to play in the Big Bash. Yep. And I said it was going to cause some problems, and you said, "Oh, of course you'd say that because you look at the negative." Well, it's causing problems. Steve Smith is refusing to sign a deal because he's not getting a Dave Warner specialty. Yep. So that's a problem when you've got a former captain. Not really. Is he really box office in Big Bash like Dave Warner is? I don't think he is. No, but I, this is a, a, a story exclusively written by Ben Horn too during the week. Uh, Steve Smith is said to be squeezed out of the Big Bash League due to a stunning standoff with Cricket Australia, which, fuses, which refuses to top up his contract as it did for David Warner. He's gone into detail as to, as to how it breaks down financially. And there's a quote here from Smith, which obviously confirms the exclusive. It would certainly give me something to think about, Smith said. There's still a while before those games that we're all available for, so we'll wait and see. The Sixers are great. I've loved working with the Sixers for a long time. It's this demarcation here, Hutchie, and this is the point I tried to raise last week and want to delve into now, that there's favouritism now being applied to certain people within the the ranks. Yeah, Damo, there is. That's how the world works, unfortunately. Yeah, but it's all in, one in, all in, and and I keep referring back to... That's ridiculous. You've got to prioritise where you put your money. Not when the employer is the the runner, the organiser of the competition... And, and they're telling one Australian player he's worth this and telling another player Australian player. Well, you don't understand. Like, you might – the broadcaster would have a strong voice in the room. So, like, at the top end, seven are at war with CA. Yeah, for the, the second time. CAs are punching – the, the CEOs are punching on and the – So, just to remind us, there's two summers still remaining of that cricket deal. Yep. yep. And, and over the coming summer, they're going to be back in the courts for the second time inside 12 months? 
Oh, over the over the actual broadcast yeah. deals, and yeah. you, see, you can see the frostiness of James Warburton right up to the end of the broadcast deal. So he gave it a mention in his uh, speech. So at the top end, there's the bitterness, right? Yep. On an operational level, so purely on the the CA, uh, you know, day to day team and the and the lead producers at seven. Yep. They're really close. So like they're different things. So the I'm certain that. Seven Fox or both would be saying, these are the type of players we'd prioritise and we think we could actually market and do so something. So now you've got a media organisation telling games headquarters who can and can't play. Oh, Damo, of course they are because why – they're oh, This is extraordinary. Cricket Australia – You're saying Channel 7 is, is now refusing to play Steve Smith. Cricket Australia have got two issues. Issue number one – the Big Bash has declined on their watch. Declined on the, because of their watch, I would argue, Hutchie, because, again, you refuted issue, last two years ago when I said they're playing too many matches. They've killed it, and issue, they've killed it. Issue number two is they've got frustrated broadcasters. So they're, they're the two problems they're trying to solve, and the only way you can solve that is invest in it. The fact that Channel 7, whole Channel 7 argument is that they haven't invested in it. So so is James Warburton is now... A cricket selector, the Laurie Saul. I, I would think Cricket Australia would be in operational discussions with the broadcasters saying, we're going to spend some money. This, this is year. extraordinary. I, I didn't think this conversation would go down this path. I can't believe you think it hasn't. Of course they've been asking Seven the time. So of ja- effectively, James Warburton is a cricket selector. You're not listening to me. Your no, ear, no, that's what you're saying. Your ears are painted on. You're not listening. I said at the top end, they're estranged. You're trying to back away from what you said. At the operational level, EP of the teams and uh, kind of, you know, mm. operational. I know how it works, Archie. I know the structure and hierarchies. They'd of... be saying, what do you think about this guy, that guy, the other guy? And I'm sure they're prioritising investment based upon those needs. Smith not playing last year would be a bit of a, you know, could try to come in late and that's a bit of an asterisk on the whole thing. And Warner being available. And the other thing is what they need is momentum. To get momentum, you need an early decision. Early decision, the money goes early. So... I'd be saying, right, well, we're going we're gonna to top up. Whoever goes first. Yeah, you know. Yeah. You know no, the and, first person who went to live golf. And then, I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, there's competitive tension in Smith. Smith's not saying, I am going to play here where I've been offered 700 unless you let me know by the Wednesday, the whatever at whatever at 3 o'clock. Whereas that's what Warner did. Warner goes, oh, I've got an offer here. I'm going to go. If you're going to make me an offer, make it now. Dave Warner's business now was... There might be a check here to stay. Let's go yep. early, shop early, and avoid the rush. Yep. And yes, you can market me and put me out in front of the. Whereas Smith's got the hole in the diary and said, "I can play these yeah. X amount He's of sitting games." back, and he probably now go, "Hang on, you've paid him, and if I'm cricket Australia, I go, well, hang on, Steve. They've become. We needed someone in September when we we're about to go to go to market to the broadcasters, and Dave was available. And you're not saying as a competitive offer, if you want to sit out, okay, we're okay with that, but we don't want Dave Warner playing in in the Middle East, and he was prepared to sign up in September and put his face on a poster. I see it very commercially in that sense, and yeah. I suspect they'll find a – Smith's negotiating by the media, so he's, he or his people have leaked this, uh, and he's been uh, tacit in it, if nothing else, because he's been quoted, yeah. and I suspect he's trying to leverage some sort of extra check. And you know what? He probably will find a compromise on that deal at some point, mm. I think. But he can't begrudge Warner. They've become – and with the, I've touched and on this. And you're naive to think that there isn't good money for good people in these areas. I'm naive to think. One size doesn't fit all. That's how they got themselves in the spot they're in in the I first place. I know the way the world works, but what I am surprised at is you saying that Channel 7 is a cricket selector. That That, that is a significant... That is unbelievably uh, naive of you because the broadcast partners have always, on the entertainment product, when it comes to marketing dollars, influence where they go. They have... 
Do you think do you think the big bash was topping up? Don't think Channel Ten were topping up Chris Gale's deals back in the day, and like all, a lot of those showstoppers who did on ground interviews, they were paid over and above. I don't know whether Channel Ten would have paid those oh, deals. Damn, I promise you they did. That's exactly what happened. Really? Yes. It's like like I've landed in a grade six class here, and I'm. Te- well, I'm just trying to line it up. It, it's as though Lewis <laughs> Martin is would be picking the Richmond team for an elimination final. Big Bash is a, a marketing... It doesn't pro- happen that way, Hutchie, in football. Don't worry. The Big Bash is a marketing product. It is not rich in 200 years of history and constitutions. If, if Cricket Australia are going to invest money in marketing, they will ask the broadcasters their view of that. They should, and they will. Well, what, yet again, it's another plank in this, I, I feel, this... Uh, image around the Australian cricketer that's got it very unlikable again, very quickly. Very, very quickly after the supposed pledges out of Sandpaper Gate. Do you lay awake at night and just get frustrated at things? I do, do get... when it comes to the Australian cricket team. <laughs> They're not likeable, Hutchie, at all. Have you had your ulcers checked? Like this, you're so, you're so sceptical and cynical. Honestly. I'm allowed to say I don't like Australian cricketers the way I once did. Well, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think – the one I do like, and I know, I've never actually met him, is Glenn Maxwell. You'd hand it. If you, oh, I love Glenn Maxwell, and I reckon he's yeah. more true to himself than yep. everyone else if, attached to that Australian you know team. What? If he had an offer to, to go and leave, and no, I don't think he would. I don't think he would either. But I think he's propped up the big bash to the point where but, it actually it has he, had some relevance in the last two years when it hasn't. But no one he, else has given it. If he did, I'm sure Cricket Australia, with the support of their broadcasters, would top him up to stay. In fact, I think he's probably the one that is entitled. Smith's not entitled to be knows how to join. He hasn't stayed the course, played the, the games he could have. I understand that. But the, I came at this is. conversation three weeks ago yep. from this perspective, that they, they, are, they are creating their own demarcations within their own yep. operations. So imagine you're running this. You'd, you'd be handing out equal per diems per day. That's how you'd be marketing Actually, you're just trying to pull back on what you said because you realise you've actually said something that people won't like you. what you've said about Channel 7 being a selector. That'll get picked up. By okay. Channel 7 people, Fine. who I would imagine will call oh. you and either deny it or say, listen, don't go with that again, mate. We don't, we don't want this out there. <laughs> <laughs> Damo, if, if they haven't been asked their view on an operational level and the type of player they'd like to see playing, then not, that relationship's not working. Asking their views different to selecting. Asking their views very different, Hutchie. I know there's a, there's a, a pool of money that's attached to the marketing of the game, but to, to line it up Would with a specific like- selection of an athlete in a team. They're not selecting. You're not, oh, well, hang on. Your ears are painted on. You're not listening. They're not selecting. They're, they would be asked a view about the marketability, eyeballs or otherwise, no. of the athletes. We've gone around in conversation in circles here. Now, that was a com- NFL. Oh, that was a 6 1, 6 1, 6 love win to me, by the way. It was not. Save me your emails. I know I won that one. What? No, no what, point ever doing a poll. What are you even on about? <laughs> you just didn't like the fact that I exposed you for lying to Howie. Oh, you got back to Howie now. <laughs> Let's move on. Where are we going next? NFL back. NFL back. What time did you set the alarm? Well, I get up at five anyway. So, but the problem with the daylight uh, for savings. Occasionally? For, yep. for, yeah, for the problem with daylight savings because there's a two-hour swing about to come when we get our daylight savings yeah. one way and then the States goes the other. It goes our way, though. It goes it? our way because yeah. they, they, these matches then start at 5 o'clock. I go from they start at 3 o'clock right now and it's too early. Yep. So, Do you watch one game? Do you watch Game Pass? How do you consume? I used to buy the Game Pass, but 
I find I still don't focus on NFL until the footy season's finished, Touchy, and that won't surprise you. The way I sort of run my my, my life, I, I I will be aware of what's going on, but I don't immerse myself yep. in the NFL until the trade period's finished. There Did you go. Catch any of it this morning? I had it on, but yep. I wasn't really watching it. So yeah. yeah, but it was a ripping first round. Yeah, three big upsets already. Um, so yeah, it's I can't wait for it. I'm a bit the same too. I probably wait till the. The footy's out of the way. I read something during the week too, because I do follow a lot of NFL people over in the States, uh, that there was 75 of the top 100 broadcasts on American TV in 2021. Yep. 75 of the top 100 yep. were NFL yeah, it's amazing. matches. It's extraordinary broadcast product. That's just, that's power like we, I can't recall seeing ever yeah. in, in, a, in the concentration of one product in, a, in such a market. It's an extraordinary broadcast 75 product. of the top 100. And their leverage in the, into the broadcaster is, as the national sport and with scale, is enormous. They've um they've also got more international matches this year. Uh, they've got London, yep. Munich, Mexico yep. City, which they've had before. I think the Munich ones are they've been bold enough to go and do it right. And there's um there was also a reference in in one of the reports I read that there's a GM of NFL in Australia. Yep, that's true. Yeah, yeah, and, and that that person, whoever that is, has been told to ramp up you know operations here in Australia. No, that's, that is true. The NFL have invested in a GM in Australia, and they are very active in growing the sport. We're a broadcast partner, as you know, NFL on SEN every Monday morning. And I'd love to see a game here. I think it would be absolutely magnificent to see a game here. And When would it happen, though? Well, if you think about the – I mean, there's a couple of options. Certainly the, the Pro Bowl would fit here, right? The Pro Bowl between the Super Bowl and – it's gone to Hawaii regularly. You just got to go a bit further to Melbourne and put it on the MCG or I think the SCG. The Pro Bowl is almost in danger of not happening, isn't it? It's just become a. I know, but it, it, Australia would embrace it when they get around it and the athletes being here. And would you fly everyone out? It'd be, it'd be a big financial no. exercise, but the, that, that type of money is kicking around for the right idea. I think the NBA here would be sensational. What I love about the NFL is they've been bold enough to really meaningfully try and grow global yes. markets. Yes, And that's what I would like to see more of. In fact, if the AFL don't spend at least some of the money attempting new frontiers overseas, I'd be disappointed because I we have a- couldn't disagree more with that. Of course you couldn't. Well, we, not, well hang on. You don't believe in progress Hachi, at all. I've twice- You'd take it back fortunately to Fortunately, been the beneficiary of You'd going- You'd rebuild VFL Park, probably. Of, of going, well, what was wrong with where that ground was? <laughs> In the, in, the, in the growth corridor. There it is. But let, let's get out of there. Let, let's let's go, let's identify a growth yep. corridor, go there, and then bail out when it when it's grown. I mean, yep. what, what, what sense does that make? Hutchie, I've twice been to South Africa for yep. AFL reasons. Both times. 1998 was the first time, yep. and circa 2007 or eight was the second time, whatever it was, 2009, I think. Um, it was the greatest waste of money, and I knew that as a beneficiary of the, of the let's use the journalist, journalistic term, junket. Yep. It's not going to work over there. Well, then we went to China. How'd that go? How'd that go? Yeah, but the strategy <laughs> hasn't the strategy. been and, a good one. And everyone goes, let's get to the States. The States couldn't give a flying, you know the, what about the, us, Hachi, the, when it comes to this? The strategy. They could not care. The strategy <laughs> has been about. They the, think it's, they call it rugby. The, the strategy or whatever, whatever resembled a strategy at the time has been flawed. It has previously been about exhibition games and about uh, events and about uh, trying to find athletes, Mason Cox, etc. Yeah. 
what the game needs to grow is what the NFL have done. It's distribute content on scale around the world to get people interested in it before you go in there on the ground and do something. And that's where I would like to see them put some money in is I think – you know, Pat McAfee would be the fastest way home for me. We've talked about this in the past. Well, he has an awareness of Australian rules football. I'd, I'd just go and embed... Or Australian football, I should say. I'd embed... If I were running the AFL, I'd put several million dollars in oh. it, into his show. <laughs> Please. What's that going to do? It will distribute the game several faster. Million? He's got a he's got to weigh up what's good content for his show. He's already doing and that. And this little backwater in he, this part of the world, he already called he, Australia, is not going to get any more eyeballs or ears on his shows. He already loves the the, the content. He's already he's we, already we, covering. We hear a thirty second grab. He already covers it on from time to time. Anyway, from time to time, we hear the thirty seconds of a four hour show. He likes and the we sport. think, hey, he's a fan. Hey, and a, a US guys talking about us. Hey, aren't we big? Oh, the cynicism's <laughs> red hot today. Oh, you know what this is? It's pre night. Nerves. <laughs> hey, a um, big speech to make tomorrow at the Pie Night. You've got to make sure the sausage rolls are put on at 4.30 and warm enough by the time. Got to get to the question of the week in a minute. Six. Before I do, you got to make man. sure the chook raffle's ready to go. Before we get the question of nerves. the week. Nerves. My man. Grumpy nerves. Basil Zemplis has, has announced his retirement from Triple M, Hutchie. He has? Yes. My man. Do you, do you, do you retire from radio, by the way? Well, if you do, it's smart, isn't it? Because... Well, twenty. I'm just reading reading it here. Twenty. Uh, right now, I need more flexibility in my day, and I'm grateful Triple M been so accommodating. It's no secret I've been coming and going quite a bit. So, there much is. as like to be in two places. I'd say his work as a mayor has been first class. He's been a great advocate for the city. I think he's done a brilliant job, and that's where his focus is going to go. He's got Channel Seven to he's deal a with. Wonderful host of that city when I was in there last last year for the. Oh yeah, he sent, for the, sent me the lobster. He, he sent easily, me the which easily I, bought. He's yep. a. So, yeah. Fantastic guy, and was running a very good program with uh, Xavier Ellis there on Triple M in the yep. breakfast there. But um, I don't know how he squeezes. Well, he, he doesn't. He's, he's, he's hang up the he's microphone. World in because yep. of uh, he still does the seven stuff and all the corporate functions. Yep. Um, it was a it was International Day of Trash, wasn't it? On Friday when uh, there was a global event on. Oh, so what, what? I wasn't aware. What happened? What got taken out? Well, there was the. Uh, Oh, the Qantas news. There was like what was the Qantas news? Oh, about the Alan Joyce's uh, pay rise. Oh, there was all sorts of stuff. Anyway, there was how long has he got left? You reckon one year? I think he said, didn't he? You survive it, will he? Yep. I think um, Richard Goyder said he was the best CEO in Australia by as far as you can kick your hat in the Financial Review. The best CEO in Australia. Yep. Or similar. Yeah. That was a that was a type of language. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So there you go. So he'll he'll last that. But there was. I haven't got a glass jewel this week, but I'll get you one for next week. There's been you might, fact, you, you might find a few tomorrow night, night. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it might be mine too, Hutchie. Yeah, I, I'd I'd suggest you remove all glass from the room tomorrow night because <laughs> yeah. there'll be breaking jaws everywhere. Oh, there'll be <laughs> there'll be a few problems as there What's, is. I wonder what the entertainment's going to be. Oh, I can't wait. To, I'm only going along to take notes for the sounding board. <laughs> <laughs> Put me up the back corner can because you, I'm going to be um, like I'm going to be like Sadler and Waldorf from the Muppets laughing. Can you give us a ten minute stand up tomorrow night? We're on a tight schedule. I'll give you a five minute review of the night at the end if you want. That won't be too hard to do <laughs> on the microphone. Yeah, sure. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's head to who else is speaking? Question of the week. On the sounding board, it's our question of the week for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. 
We're going to head to Jacob Town, who is a good listener of this show, Hachi. He sent this in on Twitter. Is a Swans v Lions grand final both the best and worst outcome for the AFL? Spreads footy in the rugby league states, but viewers and ratings would be well down. Um, I'll just jump in first, Jacob. Anytime the Swans have been in a grand final, it goes back to obviously 96 when they played North Melbourne, then went to 2012, 14, 16. Ratings are, are huge, are huge. So the Swans component will be massive. There's no doubt if the if the Lions got there too, that would open open up Queensland in ways that the AFL couldn't normally dream of. I, I don't I don't see it as a as a bad outcome from a national perspective. There'd be issues here in the in the heartland of, of AFL, that being Victoria. Yeah, I think it's absolutely um I think the Swans are absolutely the best well they're the biggest footy club in Australia. So I think they're um they're a draw card no matter what happens. Yeah I think Look, I think it'd be good, great for the game. I don't think the ratings would be significantly down. Um, Collingwood is a huge story if they make it, um, and Geelong. You know, there's probably a little bit of Geelong fatigue, but they're they're still a big club. So I don't think anything can really go wrong from here. I don't think Swans and Lions would daunt anyone, and mm. people would still go. Melbourne still embrace it. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, the, I, I love what the Swans the, have been able to do. The Lions crowd Friday night and the Swans crowd the week before were were pretty compelling. I thought there's a lot of lot of fan base there. Yeah. Yep, I agree. That was question of the week, and that was James we just Do you want to have a some cup of notations. Tea? Oh, hang on, Hachi. Again, we might actually uh, insert this up near the top of the podcast, which we never normally do, but we should have mentioned this off the very top. You've got a an the announcement. Live, live podcast event? We're on, so I'll read it for you now. People will be still listening. Wednesday the 21st of September at 4pm, 42 minutes in. Uh, Wednesday <laughs> the 21st September, 4pm. Probably could have raised it a bit earlier, couldn't I? It's a live podcast at 4.30, get there at 4 o'clock, uh, have a relax, um, enjoy a very casual beer or a Carlton Zero, and remember to drink wise. The George Hotel, 139 Cecil Street, South Melbourne. It's a great pub, right opposite the, uh, diagonally opposite the South Melbourne it's market. It's perfect. There. Head to you to win tickets. Jane's going to sing a couple of songs to get us going, which will be magnificent. Jane, so Jane sent announce, me an email last week of her- uh, I can announce that today. Singing career. It's very impressive. Jane will launch it with a couple of guitar songs. you to win tickets, or you can follow the link in our show notes, or on our socials demo. That's Wednesday, next Wednesday, 4 p.m., Live podcast at the George Hotel, our second annual grand final event, 139 Cecil Street, South Melbourne. Already we've had tens of inquiries, so it's going to be a huge event. You know I hate OBs too, Hutchie. Hutchie, just because we're always open with our listeners, we're going to cut and paste this up toward the top of our show. If we've cut and pasted this now and it's up the front, then we how will they know we've cut and pasted it because they'll think it's live? That's a good point, but we'll have... This full conversation uh, running at the back end of the podcast. I was about to say goodbye, but we can't because we've still got 37 minutes to go. (laughs) And if you're listening at the top of the podcast, we have a little bit of a fight during it, like we sometimes do. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll wrap it up. Okay. This has been the sounding board for Drinkwise, and welcome to today's show. This is the sounding board for Drinkwise. (laughs) Just joking. If you're choosing to have a drink. Choose to drink wise. And those people listening to it on 1.8 speed, Hutchie, too, it won't be 37 minutes later. It'll be a bit less. Oh, dear. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board podcast with Hutchie and Damo. Tune in for questions tomorrow and to send a question to the boys, email thesoundingboard at sen.com.au, follow the show on Twitter at Sounding Board EP and like the Facebook page. It's all thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Drinkwise.